Happy Lord's Day. <laughs> That's our prayer that we would tremble at God's word. My name is Ross, and I'm a member here at Bethany Baptist Church. <clears throat> so this past Sunday, my wife, my baby, sorry, this past Thursday, my wife, my baby, and I were driving home from Peter's house, and out of nowhere, a car goes 60 miles an hour, running a red light, and hits the car incoming traffic this way. So if I was one second later, that car would have hit me. So it skimmed the car right in front of me, ended up hitting this car, hitting ongoing traffic, going 60 miles an hour. We drive past it, me and my wife are shocked. We end up praying and calling 911. Praise God that the cops were already there. But the car was completely totaled. And at that moment, I realized and had a keen sense of how my life was a vapor in the wind to how my life can come and go, and I have absolutely no control of another car going 60 miles an hour running a red light. And so that's kind of the context I want to set up as we're reading Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, that our lives are not guaranteed, that tomorrow is not guaranteed. We really are not guaranteed tomorrow. And we see this similar idea tonight in Deuteronomy, the word today actually occurs around 100 times as God calls Israel to obey him. So if you have your Bibles, turn them to Deuteronomy chapter, nine, chapter 30, verse 19. If this is your first time opening up a Bible, um, Deuteronomy is the book name. Chapter 13 is the big number. Verse 19 is the small number. So because man must not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God... Let us hear God's words through Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. I call on heaven and earth as witnesses against you today that I have set before you life and death blessing and curse. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live. This is the word of the Lord. May the word of the Lord dwell richly within us. Let's pray. God, help us to tremble at your word. God, give me a sense of the power of your word. Father, speak a specific word to those who are listening today. Help them to sense your nearness as Christ is present with his word, as Christ is the word. Father, give a journal word of an encouragement today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So the main goal of this text is that you would choose life. Once again, the main goal is that you would choose life. That's coming straight out of the text. Um, there's two reasons why you should choose life. First, heaven and earth are witnesses. Once again, that's... The first reason is because heaven and earth are witnesses. And the second reason is so that you and your descendants may live or may have life. Once again, the second reason is so that you and your descendants may have life. 30, 19. Here we go. Let's start with some context. All right, so Deuteronomy functions as the second giving of the law or the giving again of the law. Moses is, going into, Moses is not going into the promised land. He's led his people, and God says that he's not going to go into the promised land with his people, but he's going to die before going in. All right, so 
in this moment, as their leader, he wants to give them everything they can have, everything they need to know before they enter the promised land so that they can flourish within the promised land. And so Deuteronomy 30, 19 is Moses' final call to the people of Israel. His final call to them is that they would choose life, that they would choose life today in this moment. And, and the word today, like I said before, occurs around 100 times in Deuteronomy, and we'll see it here in verse 19. So let's start with point one. We are to choose life because heaven and earth are witnesses against us. Look down at verse 19 with me again. I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you today. God was using Moses to call them to choose life. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter, 19, chapter 30 verse 19 is the conclusion of the speech Moses gives on blessings and curses that revol- result from obedience to God and the result of faithfulness to him. Moses is saying to them, today in this moment, choose life. But what does it even mean to choose life? If you look at the next verse, I think there's an answer here. Verse 20 says, love the Lord your God, obey him, and remain faithful to him. So that's what it is. To choose life means to choose to love, to obey, and to remain faithful to him. Now, in what sense is choosing life, in what sense is choosing God choosing life? Well, if we keep reading, it says, for he, God, is your life, and he will prolong your days as you live in the land. There it is. Loving God is life because God is their life. He is the source of life. He is the giver of life, the sustainer of life, and he upholds life. So God commands Israel to choose life today, tomorrow, and every day of, his, of their lives because choosing God is choosing life. And that's the call for us today. Earlier, the call from PJ was to choose death, choose death, choose death so you would have life. And now Moses is comparing the two. He's saying, between life and death, choose life. So if you're not a Christian today, God right now is calling you to initially choose life. You and I have both wronged God. We have both decentered God in our lives. We have decided to take control of our lives instead of giving up control to God. God, as the creator, rightfully demands our lives. And actually, when he demands our life, our life in God is actually how our lives are designed to work. So oftentimes we struggle with the brokenness of this world because we're not living in the design of God. And so God, in his goodness, is actually calling himself to you. God is saying, you have sinned against me and our relationship is broken. And because our relationship is broken, God in his justice pours his wrath out on us. Yet in his goodness, God becomes man. He takes on flesh and goes onto the cross for our sins. The man who was completely perfect took on the wrath of God for us. And he rose again three days later. And our response now is to turn from our sins and turn to Jesus. So brothers and well, friends, if you have not turned from your sins and turned to Jesus, God right now is imploring you to do so initially. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. Choose Jesus today. Choose life today. Now back to the Christians. Why does God call us to, to choose life? On what basis? On the basis that heaven and earth are witnesses against us. 
Now, what does that even mean, heaven and earth? That's so grand that it might be hard to perceive. What that means is basically creation acts as a witness against you, kind of like a courtroom, right? The witnesses testify about something. So for example, if um, I made a promise or there was a situation going on and I said something in front of the pastors about how I'm going to preach this Sunday, they're acting as witnesses to what I said. In a similar way, Moses is having this Moses is commanding them to choose life. Moses is saying, you have between life and death. You have to choose between blessing and curse. And all of creation, this neutral party, who's grand and immense, is acting as a witness against you to see what you're going to choose. So Moses is basically using this illustration to increase the significance of what he's saying. He's saying, look, heaven and earth, all of creation is witnessing what's going on here. Are you going to choose life or are you going to choose death? Are you going to choose cursing or are you going to choose blessing? So why, why should we choose life? The first reason is because heaven creation testifies against us. So the second reason is that we need to choose life so that the second reason we choose life is so that you and your descendants may live. Now, friends, if you haven't noticed yet, my first and second point are basically the text. Um, and so is my main goal. It's choose life. First reason is the first half, and the second reason is the second half. So why do we choose life? So that our descendants may live. We choose life. We choose God for the purpose of our descendants living. Most of us don't really think about that. That's not a really common persuasive or pervasive thought in America or California. We don't often think about our descendants and their descendants. But this would have been a really common thought to those in Israel, right? Like even when you think about the Abrahamic promise or the Abrahamic covenant, it's land, seed, blessing. God promised Abraham that his seed would be as many as the seashore or be as many as the stars. I mean, that's just... A, theme throughout that time and especially with when you think about like how short or actually it might have been longer but just uh, yeah descendants were a common persuasive theme and throughout the old testament and actually thinking about descendants does something to us right it actually increases the significance of our actions today brothers and sisters do you ever think about how your decisions affect your children your grandchildren and their great great grandchildren my two-month baby Zeal will one day be a grandfather, Lord willing. My discipleship of him affects his discipleship of his grandchildren. Church family, do you know that your influence on Zeal and your influence on me may have effects that last 100 years? I, that's something that PJ often brings up um, in intern discussions, how our current decisions today have impacts that we can't immediately see. But yet in the new heavens and new earth, we, God may bless us to help us see how these decisions, these minor decisions to choose life in everyday moments actually has an impact that goes past our generation. And that's what this is trying to say. It's trying to say choose life because your choosing life today actually has an impact not only for your life, but also for your children's life and their children's life. So the application to the church family is choose life 
for the sake of your children, for the sake of the church family's children. Choose life and know that your decisions today have a greater significance than you often think about. My goal really is to, to stretch your imagination, to stretch your perception, for you to see not only in your current moment, in your current generation, but to see how when you choose life and choose Christ, and you disciple others to choose life and choose Christ, that actually affects more than just you. There's a multi-generation effect of choosing Christ. And I think that's what this text is encouraging us to do. Yet oftentimes we don't choose Christ. We don't. We decide that we don't want to disciple our children. We, we neglect God. Yet there was one man who never neglected Christ, or who never neglected God, who always chose life, who never chose to be negligent. And yet he took on the curse that we deserved. He took on death. The one who never sinned, became sin. He took on sin on our behalf. His name is Jesus. Christians, in our failures, our first response ought not to be, how do I do better? Our first response is actually to cling to Christ. So I'm going to close with this. The, the call of Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, is to choose life. Choose life initially if you're not a Christian, and choose to life continually, every day, every moment of your life. Really, I'm telling you to choose God, because God is life. Choose to rejoice in your trials, knowing that God grows you through your trials. Choose to kill the complaining spirit within you that rejects God as the one who never withholds good from you. Choose to come to the gathering on time and eager to hear God's word, knowing that God speaks through his word, preached, sung, read, prayed, and seen through the Lord's Supper. Wives, choose to submit to your husbands, even when you disagree that, with them, not because they are worthy of your support necessarily, but because God's commands are good for you and good for him. Husbands, choose to love your wives, even if it's hard, because Christ loves the church to the point of death. Brothers and sisters, choose life in every one of these moments. Choose to trust God. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you'd give us a sense of urgency in our lives, a sense that our life are a vapor in the wind, a sense that our life can end on our drive home today. Help us live with that sense and perspective. Help us live with the sense and perspective that our actions have significance, that we can speak a word to someone of encouragement and it can change the trajectory and direction of their life. And not only their life, but their descendants. Help us to choose life in every one of our moments so that we can have more of you, so we can enjoy more of you. In Jesus' name, amen.